Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. Ah, your Santa Fe dream wrapped in turquoise and cream. John Wayne, that's right. Here I am uh, on the road today. Like uh, this, this uh, it's coming to you uh, today. Welcome to the show, first of all. Uh, we're coming uh, a little late in the day today, but but it's because uh, we're on a, we're on a travel week here. So uh, we got on the road early, and I had to do a bunch of stuff, and we'll talk about it. But uh, we're recording the podcast actually this evening uh, as it comes out, and it will be coming out uh, now. And I'm here in a nice. Uh, yeah, nice to me. Hotel room in uh, New Mexico. Uh, wonderful, wonderful turquoise and, and orange uh, dirt land of, of New Mexico. Uh, the rising sun, they, they, they call it, right? Anyway, here we are. Uh, I've got the lovely, wonderful Scarlett is with me. Hello, darling. Hi. Uh, Boney is here. He's in his own bed. Boney? Okay, cool. Boney, um, we got two beds uh, in the we always, today. Well. <clears throat> we try because Boney, Boney, some people, uh, Scarlet mainly, will say, I am a diva or have become a diva. I uh, don't know. Boney, I'm not the only one that says but, that. But the thing is, is here's what is Boney. The thing? Here's Boney. He's got to have his own bed in the rooms, his own bed. And he gets it because he's the best and he deserves it. Uh, we are on the road um, heading to Spooky Empire in Orlando, Florida, home of Orlando. Uh, Orlando Bloom lives here, does he? Lives there, does he not? Totally. His namesake? He was named uh, for the city? Exactly. So we're going to go see Orlando Bloom. Uh, Bloomies, we call them sometimes. Um, you know, first name basis. Yeah. Nickname basis. Old Bloomy Bloom and uh, put on some bloomers and go to Spooky Empire in Orlando. I have done this convention once before, pre-pandemic. Um, if you're going to go way back to those those archives, uh, I did it in, it was actually in Tampa that year because for some reason it couldn't, it, something was, it wasn't in Orlando for some weird reason. So they had it in Tampa for this one weird year. And um, I drove down there and I actually tabled with uh, Carrie and uh, Andy, a.k.a. C.B. Hunt and Anderson Prunty from Grindhouse Press and Auto Auto Press, and it was a great time. Uh, but this is the second time. This is the first time going to Orlando to do it. Um, Scarlett, I know you're you're a very big fan of Orlando, from what love. I understand. Oh yeah, very um, much love it. Yeah, yeah, you're a very fan of the uh, the heat and whatnot. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the humidity, <clears throat> the humidity, the stupidity, and the every, stupidity, the humidity, the community, the, the chlamydia. Cu- I'm sure there's plenty of that there. Well, I think that it's like a petri they dish. They give it to you when you you get there but that's okay it's like a it's, rite of passage it's not called america's wang for nothing that's right um, but yeah so we're on the road so we're, we're recording this um here in the hotel just a uh, little check-in and, and what and whatnots and what stuff but uh before we get too far i do want to say shouts out to my patreon supporters my patreon members thank you guys so so much i love you i appreciate you I adore you even. Um, you are keeping me alive out there. Out here in real time, you're listening to you keep me alive right now in in this uh, moment. So uh, welcome to the gun show. But it's uh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys. Big shouts out to you guys. If you'd like to check out my Patreon, maybe you want to help support uh, a little bit more, you can go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and hit the Patreon link. It's all right there for you. There's uh, several tiers you can join and get some uh, goodies and all that kind of stuff that I, I have per tier. But every single person who subscribes and prescribes and proscribes to my Patreon gets access to the awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, uh, which comes out on Wednesdays, in which I speak to the other artists that I meet on the road uh, as I'm out here and all over the place. And we have great conversations. We're over 100 episodes on that. Did you know that? I think you had said think, something, and then I just was like, la, la, out. la, I'm yeah. not listening. And then I so, just left. Exactly. But so there's so if you join, you get act, you can listen to all the back episodes. Those are all on there. Plus, I've got three of them. You I, are. I got a two parter and then I got one with Alana that we yeah, did when that's we right. were in Houston. That's right. Uh plenty of plenty of stuff on there. Uh plenty Scarlet and more. And um yeah, and there's also cool stuff that I put on the wall. You get access to videos of me doing performances at the, the conventions and things from the road and just cool stuff. 
I try to take care of you guys because you take care of me so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Please check out my Patreon. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or go to johnwayneisdead.com and hit the Patreon link. I've been selling some uh, designs on some clothes lately here. Scarlett, you have uh, even brought one of the items with you. Um, and this is all just a shameless way, to, uh, roundabout way to get to, to say, check out my new apparel line shop that I've got going on. Yeah, I have the I have one of the crop top hoodies. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've been in like the high, oh, it's been like 105, 109. Yeah, I think that America is on fire right now, and that's um, fine. <laughs> so it's not really like... It's not crop top weather. It's not but, crop top hoodie weather. Right. But I am, oh, well, I was supposed to get my backpack this week because I got a different design. Yeah, and that's right. I talked about the backpack. I, it's here with us on the road. If you're going to be at the show, the one, the one that I talked about on the show, uh, that I, I think turned out very awesomely. It's here. It's running. I'm, I'm putting it through its paces, and uh, and it's cool. And I also got a, a T-shirt. One of the proofs um, turned out great. I think so. Check it out. You can just go to johnwayneisdead.com and, and hit the link right there uh, for the John Wayne Instead Apparel Shop. Um, having some fun with some designs. I just put some pint glasses up there. Scarlett, I showed you that a, a few designs from the tarot, from the tarot deck, deck yeah. that, I, that I've drawn, and uh, they're cool. It's got so I've only put three out right now, so we'll, we'll, you know I'll, I'll be releasing different things as we go. But uh, yeah, it's got the card on the front. I've got the lovers' judgment and the moon up there right now, and then on the back, uh, it's got the John Wayne's Dead logo and a nice pink uh, hue that I've given it, like a nice neon, <laughs> a neon, pink. an ice cream, ne a neon ice cream pink, neon ice cream pink. Remember that song? No. Neoni ice cream pink. Bonnie, sing it with me. Neoni. Okay, well maybe that was He's just. He's in food coma right my, now. I'm drinking a warm beer um, right now. Whose fault is and, that? No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I was actually gonna. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, God, you made me just totally. I was actually gonna expound upon it. You expound? made me totally fall in love with you. That's what you did. Um, so, I uh, I cracked one of these earlier in the day. Uh, and um, it's just a warm Miller Lite, plain lager beer. But let me tell you something about the way that a warm, cheap American beer tastes at that right temperature. It, it tastes to me like it's when you were a kid, when I was a kid, and I was at like a family event that like, you know, you go to Uncle So-and-So's house or Grandma, Grandpa, whatever, if you, if you did that. And sometimes, you know, the men would be drinking beers if it was outside, like, you know, cookout, whatever. And I could smell, the like, smell, the, smell them drinking that beer. And that's what that warm taste of warm Miller Lite tastes like what that smell was. So first of all, <clears throat> Miller Lite is a fine Pilsner. Mm. Let's get it right. The can. That's what I mean. Pilsner, whatever. <laughs> it's just a straight up regular beer. Isn't that longer. like... That like yeasty smell that kind of lingers, like like maybe I think so. I don't know. For me, it's like chlorine and warm beer. You like to drink chlorine and warm beer, right? It's a oh, low key best cocktail you'll ever have in your life. No, I'm saying like when you're out like at a pool and like you said it's a cookout mm -hmm. and there's like that fermented like yeasty smell. Is it that? I, don't, I it's maybe I don't I don't know. Like I think so, but for some reason. It just tastes good to me. I just like it. it when it's has warm? A, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not, like, a European or something. I prefer a cold beer. But, like, it, and, and also, it's not like a, it's... But it, it doesn't if, bother you. If this was hot or, or, like, in the car warm or some shit, it would not be good. It would not be appealing. But because it, it's just, like, it's just like a perfect room temperature. It just gives me a nice, crisp, still, but smooth drinkability that I enjoy. And I'm just, I don't know. I just thought about that. I also just smoked some great weed uh, in the bathroom when we first got, <laughs> we just got to our hotel room. The way he just and, looked uh, forward. I got it right here. I stopped at my favorite dispensary oasis yesterday before we left. Shouts out. Um, stocked up for the road. Oh, uh, just to check in, everybody, thanks for all your concerns and your calls and your care. The turns out that one bag of weed I had did run out. It it was not magic. It was not uh, full of never-ending buds. It, it actually ran out, uh, the, I believe, that same day I recorded that podcast. So I think I, I put this theory to the test, and it uh, it didn't work. But 
we gave it a try and that's what counts but i went before i left and i got a few i got i got a few things i got a few things but um i got a few pre-rolls and i got two different quarters to bring but this quarter i brought i just i just smoked some uh this is some good old fruity pea fruity pebbles uh we know it we love it great indica um and this is a now this is a 26 which is new for you THC. well it's yeah. not new for you but it's really like not a common well i prefer um sativas sure because they like you know because i smoke a lot and i'm like you know it, it is more like you know it's more up uppity and you know you're creative, creative and whatever yeah yeah and i think you it, it still it doesn't mean that all indicas are gonna make you like crash out immediately i don't think i think they paint that too broad of a brush sometimes i don't know i mean so far but for me all the indicas i've ever had kind of just smell put me glorious out. that is it does smell good uh, and the other one that you had the other one that was it the other, what is it, half that you bought? That one smells good, too. The one that, that where I smoked it in the car? Yeah. That That's, um, it was a platinum... Platinum cake? Platinum cake, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. platinum cake. Um, that one was good, too. But the, this Fruity Pebbles, like, smells so fucking good. And these buds are all nice and purpley and shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I'm feeling fine. So really liking that. And... Um, I had to stock up. I can't remember what joints I got, but I did get some good ones. We'll probably cover those later. Oh, um, they were like uh -oh. a cactus something. Blue tang is or some shit. Blue blue tang, yeah. Blue okay. tang. Boney is going. Okay, there's so there's another dog in the uh, out in the hood. Somebody is not a, as well behaved as Boney. That's barking. You probably can hear them. But Boney is alert. He's on guard. We're getting some maybe some chimpkins here. Or something. What are we looking for? There's chimpkin. We're, we're gonna get a chimpkin. Now that now what a chimpkin is. A chimpkin, ladies and gentlemen, at home is a uh, just what we call it's a it's a bit of a um, nickname or nom de plume or portmanteau for a treat for Mr. Bowman. It's a chicken jerky. You're a chicken jerky. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Okay. Real nice. I am. You are pretty nice. See? Um but uh, yeah, so you like it? it smells good, huh? Yeah. That's me. And they're just—I don't know. There's something about just like weed buds in general. Like they're very a lot, and a lot of them smell better now. Like they're more fragrant, more aromatic compared to what you get in the street back in high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, no, they're so pretty to look at and just smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've come a long way. I really think we have but uh i mean you would know i do know you're a connoisseur i am thank you for noticing absolutely um i don't i don't know if i talked to when i got my license plates this week that happened this week right yes yes this um, weekend this or last friday did we get them on friday no i think i got them like on monday or tuesday or something was it friday it was like midweek yeah, so anyway, like, uh, if you've been following along at home, I went and I had to register my car in Nevada and get my license and stuff, and uh, I got my license. Awesome. Shout out, Elaine. Shout out to Elaine, my favorite DMV worker. But I got my plates in, baby, and boy, are they sweet. AD4L, awesome dude for life, license plates on the vehicle now. I am very excited. Never had um, vanity plates before. Didn't know I was a vanity plate guy, you know, until I was like, wait, I can do this. And uh, uh, I really don't care what you think. I think it's awesome. And uh, as, the, as the license plate says, awesome, dude. So that was a very cool thing. Also, um, it's also good knowing that we won't be like continuously pulled over as we're driving across the country for having no license plates and a tiny piece of paper in the front windshield to uh, ward away ghosts and um, the devils. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was good. And um, what the fuck else did I get into this week? Oh, I uh, did a lot of narration. Yes, you finished a book. Finished narrating a book. I won't. I don't know if I officially. I, I'll wait for them to announce it. But um, uh, I don't know what the protocol is. But I finished that. Knocked that out. That was great. And um, oh, we also got your office set up. Yes, I was going to say that's thank you. If you go to like, uh, if you're not following me on my Instagram already at John Wayne is dead, please get on it. Uh, 
but uh, not only did I post, I posted a picture of my license plates, but I've been getting the office set up and it's coming along quite swimmingly, getting some art up on the wall, getting the, uh, uh, putting, um, putting things together. Uh, on a sad note, my, my letters to Voltron tube television, um, just burned out on Friday. Burned away. Left the whole house smelly for a few hours. It just smelled like burnt electricity, like the ionized whatever. Like it, 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 what I'm talking about is like uh, I I used to have I have this like 12 inch or 13 inch old black and white tube television that we used to use for Letters to Voltron performances, one of the bands I played in, and uh, we spray painted. Somebody made a, a stencil of our logo, and so I you know spray painted that on it, and we would just put it. It was part of the set design and at the front and it would just have the static with our logo while we played. And, uh, are you laughing? I almost came up with some smart remark. But what was it? Is this the show that you got? No, it wasn't. No, this was rock and roll. Um, so. Oh, it wasn't musical comedy. It was, it was art performance art. And I'll thank you. Uh, but yeah, so I set it up in the room because I was like, oh, you know what? It'll go on this little, t- this little table right here. And I put some stuff around and it looked real cool. And I had it on and it was working all good. And then it just kind of got dark. And, the, the, and then it just like fizzled like. <laughs> it smelled like burn. It kind of just like popped. Yeah. It just like. It sounded like a pop. And then the whole house smelled like. Pop burning. goes a weasel because a weasel goes pop. Right? Thanks for bringing that one back. Hell yeah, boy. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about the all office. your achievements and then, this um, Yeah, and so we got that. Uh, I did that, but then um, what else did I get set up in the office? Oh, Your new office chair? New chair. That's what I was about to say, baby. Got a new office chair. Bony, uh, get him. Uh, Bony is like on full alert here, guys. There's another dog outside. Yeah, there's another dog Nobody. on our floor Where's... close by. Uh, and Bony feels, feels passionate. He wants to interject sometimes. So uh, he's as much a part of the show as, as all of us, uh, as we all are. Right? What happened? Exactly. So, I've never listened. You should know this by now. Yeah, I know. Um, but I built this desk chair. Not built it, but I put it together. You built it. I built it. It came it built, but I just had to assemble it. And uh, Now he's being modest, everyone. Well, it was... Pretty cool, I have to say. It's a gaming chair. I don't even play games. I'm not computer, even big I'm enough not to like. Not even set... a... Okay, first of all, he says he's not a gamer, but uh, you know, laid in bed playing Nintendo Switch, I think constitutes as a little bit of gaming. Okay, that's fine. That's gaming, but it doesn't constitute. It's like I don't even own a gun. What am I gonna do with the gun rack? Like you know, all of Wayne's have world. One? Oh, no. yeah, okay, sorry. So I have this, like, high-tech gaming chair thing, and, like, I don't play. I'm just, like, sitting in it, typing on my laptop. But is it comfortable? It's very comfortable. And there you go. And it allows me to, like, go up and down. And it has this cool, like, uh, lever that t- and it lets it tilt back real far and shit. And uh, it's all, it's pretty comfy. And it's pretty green. Cool. It's green and black. Like, it's the, the, the electric green. It's that cool toxic sludge Yeah, green. yeah. yeah. But even the details on it is nice. Yeah, but it's got some weird, stupid name. Like, I forget what it's called. Like, dual, dr- dual Fire Dragon, Dual Dragon, or something like that. Nobody has to know. But uh, yeah, that aside, it's like pretty good chair. Got to put together. Um, ugh. But um, we also had uh, a visitor, but we'll talk about that later, in, in a little bit later. But. Um, I mentioned the Patreon earlier, and uh, and the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast. So uh, if you've been listening to the show, Boney, I know, baby, we're getting to it. Um, you know, it, I I, t- I like to take a section of the episode that's coming out this week and put it here for you to check out who my guest is, get to know them a little bit, go check them out, and then uh, hopefully you could go over to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash John is dead, and subscribe, and you can hear the whole episode and all the back episodes. Um, so I'm going to do that right now. This week, uh, very cool episode. I got to talk to somebody that I met very recently, like within the last week, uh, at Phoenix Fan Fusion. They are a writer, um, and they run a, uh, 
website called uh, deephell.com and he uh, they go by Deephell Skell or Skeleton from Deephell and uh, I had a great talk with them and very interesting different way of writing different whole different type of writing that's one of the reasons why I love doing this show is that I get to talk to so many different people and even when I am getting to talk to other writers you know to have they have you know when they have a whole different approach or a whole different type of writing or feel to it it's always fun to learn about their their process and their approach and what they do and this was not uh, an exception. I learned a lot and had a, a great conversation. So uh, we are going to check out a little bit of that talk right here. Here I am uh, with Deep Hell Scale. Yeah, man. So welcome to the show. Tell tell uh, tell the people what about Deep Hell and 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 what you're doing there. Uh, Deep Hell, God, is a. I guess you could say Deep Hell is a writing project. I started now. I think we're will be six years old we are six years old as of like february of this year so we've been doing it for six years um we're not a video game news website we're not a video game blog i write about video games and i guess you could say pop culture sometimes and i always write from the perspective that you can't trust any of it uh, like l inviting a vampire into your house. So right. that that's kind of where the original style came from. What lessons are we learning from, you know, video games, pop culture, what, ha what have you? So, uh, so that we can't trust uh, what we're being uh, told from the video games and pop culture or, or what, what do you kind mean of that? that we can't trust what we're being told we can't trust sometimes we can't trust the lessons but also just dissecting what they're teaching us what they're showing us what we're inviting into our home uh it sounds very negative but i very much do love video games i mean i certainly spend hours every week playing them but there's also uh some people have accused us of having like a psycho spiritual aspect to writing too it's uh, it's strange that I've been doing it now for six years and I can, still can't describe the website, but it's so much, it means so much to other people and that's why we keep doing it. Right on. So, um, so you are a writer. Is this the kind of writing you you started doing? So this is like kind of almost like an essay form type, yes. of, type of writing, right? So something like along the lines of maybe like a, a Chuck Klosterman type of thing do you does that sound about right or yeah yeah i mean i originally have actually a background in copywriting and freelancing uh and it got really really boring doing writing every day for money uh, i started deep hell mm -hmm. as a side project uh mm -hmm. and then it just spiraled on from there i mean i think during during quarantine, which was different for everybody, we were doing like we were doing like a couple thousand thousand word uh, article a week almost. Nice. But, now, are you are you the only writer for the site, or do you have other contributors? Or uh, as of January, we hired Karen Malady and Bern Gelbart, who also contribute, who are our monthly contributors now, and we do open things up for freelancers every once in a while. It's kind of like on the basis of can I afford it. What is our Patreon output for the month? Those sorts of things. Like I'm sure you understand, like the Patreon hustle and all of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As you know, I've got I do have my Patreon as well. Um, so yeah, that's. But um, like one of the reasons I was like, I got to talk to you about this because I like you know I'm a writer as well. I love writing. I write every. This is my discipline. But again, as we were talking at the booth, you were like, yeah, it's like you know we write about video games, but not about video games. And I was super intrigued uh, about <laughs> about this. So like, you know, and I and I've been here. I'm looking at the site, and so can you like, just for the other people listening, like, like take break me down like one of these articles. Like how how are you approaching it? just one of these topics that comes up with a game, and and how you the process of, of coming up with this article or this theme that you're going to write about? Uh, I take everything personally first. Uh, my stance is everything has to come from inside. So I will play something and I will, I always come from the like aspect of how does this make me feel? 
first off before I start writing about what am I actually getting out of this experience emotionally and then I will start to do my reading of the game or whatever as like a cultural critic I don't ever try to play something and look for a reading in it I try to see how it makes me feel and then do the reading based off of that first uh, when we, when I was doing A Place to Bury Strangers, uh, that was based on a visual novel, a very popular queer visual novel that I liked a lot, um, mm. called Heaven Will Be Mine, fantastic, uh, doom girl lesbians who want to murder each other in giant robots and also kiss each other, Yeah, but it took me back to kind of the original Gundam, my feelings on that. Uh, the body as it what these things tell us about the role of the body and how that made me feel and that became like my central reading for heaven will be mine so then it was time to sit down and write and actually get those feelings out interesting so you're not like um i like this you're just like uh you're gonna play a game and just however you're feeling after then that's how that's what you'll write about like you're yes. not looking for you're not like okay today we're gonna sit down guys and we're gonna play xyz and look for the fucking you know flaw here in this part of the story or this is a big point in the story and i want us to reflect just to specifically talk about this aspect of the story so it's not like that it's just how does this affect me as a whole i'm gonna mm-hmm. write my feelings down about it in, in like this in this essay type of, of form that, yeah, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna draw the reading out of that because what the text says, what the uh, author's original intent is, yada yada yada. None of that stuff matters to me. It's all made up. It's whose line is it anyway? You know, all the mm-hmm. point. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the text says doesn't necessarily matter to me. It's what I feel based on it. Every once in a while, we get into like the real deep hell crux of things where I will play something and I will kind of see what the central text is trying to do. And then I will have a lot of fun tearing that apart and breaking it down and trying to like get into the nitty gritty of what something is actually trying to say. Those are also very fun to write. I don't do those often because I feel like a lot of video games don't have anything to say. Mm -hmm. That I, I love uh, deconstruction, deconstructionism like that, approaching something from that point and being like, all right, let me take this apart, beat, like beat by beat, piece mm-hmm. by piece, and uh, show you, like, I'm going to show you exactly. Like, that's the way I look at deconstructing things, where I'm like, this is what you think it is. Let's take it all apart and turn it around and look yeah. at it. And it's even it's even more fun when I can, like, get into something and I can see, oh, I can, I can get into something and say, oh, Oh, this is what they're trying to say. How mm-hmm. do I show people? How do I communicate that there is like a negative aspect to this? How do I? Mm-hmm. I don't want to twist what the original text represents itself with. I want to kind of shine a light on it and get into all of the nasty nooks and crevices and slimy parts. And I want to show that off. Uh, I'm a person who's had a lot of slimy experiences. So I have the perspective, I think, that lets me do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, and that's that's one. Now, um, another thing I like about about this uh, is like just from a from a perspective of art, art, uh, all we if, if art inspires us in any way, it provokes thought that that's its job. Right. Whether it's negative or positive or a reaction like that's to make you think about something. And that's what it sounds like the way that you're approaching these games is like, this made me think about this. This made me feel, and and here's that, and you're communicating that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there. we didn't do the article, we didn't do this article for Deep Hell. We did an article last year for a website called No Escape. Uh, which fantastic website, noescapebg.com. Kale Holtner writes about politics and video games and gets into like the nitty gritty of the industry. Uh, fantastic place to check out. Uh, we did an article for them called Descending the Lighthouse, which I don't know if you remember, uh, t- God, 10 years ago? I think it was almost 10 years ago now. Bioshock Infinite came out. Uh, and I'm was... familiar with the Bioshock series, yeah. Bioshock Infinite's like the more steampunky one. 
uh, takes place on like this floating island. You have the girl that follows you. Uh, We started the article. This was it was a long one. We started the article knowing we wanted to write about Bioshock Infinite and sex. Mm-hmm. There is so much fan art of one of the characters out there, uh, and we knew that going into the game that we wanted to write about that. But then we live streamed. We played through the game again for the first time in God seven or eight years, and we kind of realized. While playing it, we were like, oh, God, this is a game about, like, a guy who can't get over his ex-girlfriend. Like, this is a breakup game. This isn't, oh, like, a, this isn't like a this isn't a game about, like, fatherhood or anything like that. This is a fucking breakup game. Uh, and then that became kind of the central reading as we went through uh, and did our review of Bioshock Infinite. I'm trying to figure out how, if I can link that to you, but I, I don't know how Skype works. There, there you go. Oh, that's cool. Uh, there's a chat you can drop it in. Yeah, I got <clears> it. <throat> Boom. Cool. Um, where is the chat? Uh, there we go. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, I got it. Fuck yeah. Um, so, damn, dude. So I'm. I got to tell you, I'm not. I don't know a whole lot about video games. Uh. I like games. I just recently got back into playing some games, but I don't have the vast knowledge like like you would have. So, you you know, um, this is all super interesting to me. Like, I know. Like during the pandemic, a buddy of mine was like, here, take this Xbox 360 that I don't need anymore and like 25 games so you don't drive yourself insane. I was like, all right, cool. And Bioshock was one of them and Bioshock 2 or something and like so I started playing those and I was like yeah this is cool but I'm all I'm very much like all right what what's the next one I get let me check this one out <laughs> and I think the, the longest the game I played the longest for was um Diablo 3 and I got like oh, almost get... to the like very end I, and then like this one guy this one huge monster just kept beating me and I was like yeah fuck this I'm done <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I mean you can you can get you can squeeze hours out of Diablo 3 it is it is extremely easy to play it's a lot of fun yeah you, fun. the numbers are going up the abilities are fun to like see it feels good to press buttons in that game it does uh, you're right that is that is one of the all-time I sometimes refer to games like that as push buttons games where you just want to push a button and have something cool happen. And that's entirely the emotional like expanse you need to get out of it. I play a lot of character action games and yeah, I play a lot of character action games for that reason. Like it just feels good in those games to press a button and have something cool happen. Oh yeah. And my, see my thing I got into recently was I got a I picked up a switch while I was on the road mm. so I'm just driving everywhere and I was <clears> in uh, I was in New Jersey actually Cherry Hill and I was next to this uh this artist that I met John John Elliott shouts out John um uh badass artist but he had some Castlevania work like up there and I was like man I used to love Castlevania dude and mm-hmm. I was like yeah man I just got back into playing it on my switch Konami has this pack and da 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 and I'm yeah. talking about it so like Monday morning, I'm like leaving Jersey and I stopped at Target. It's like 9.01 a.m. I like went in. I was like, let me get a switch, please. And bought it. We handed it to, to my girlfriend, handed it to Scarlett. And I was like, here, you set it up while I drive. And so she was just like on the fucking uh, hot spot setting up my Nintendo Switch so I could play Castlevania when I got to the next city. And I did. Oh, yeah. And it's great. I- Castlevania collection. The Castlevania collection is just standout. I, I have it on the Switch as well. And it's one of those things that... Usually I don't use the Switch unless I can be playing it in bed or while I'm doing something else. And the Castlevania collection is one of those things where usually if I have the Switch out now, it's been that for the last probably like year. All right, there we go. Hey, Deepel Scale, check it out. Deepel.com. Awesome uh, podcast that they've got on there and all the articles. Very, very interesting. Check it out. And please go check out Patreon.com slash John Wayne is Dead or go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all the links and details. Thank you so much. So last week, or and every week as I do, I like to uh, take a time to pay tribute, homage, um, humble myself before uh, the greats that have come before us in, in, in the, um, uh, by, through, through the phone line, 
is what I like. You know, it's by doing it by way of phone. And uh, that is called the Corey Hotline, everyone. And what the Corey Hotline is, is a number that you can call anytime, day or night, night or day. And you can leave a message for me and the show. We'll play it here on the show. Questions, comments, whatever you like, all, uh, anytime. Don't be shy. Call the number 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. Leave a message for the show. We'll play it. We will talk about it. We'll answer questions. We will have a great time. And uh, this week, we do have a call. The Corys rejoice in, in your call, uh, everyone. So um, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Let's listen to our call this week on the Corey Hotline. Hello. John Wayne, it is your brother from another mother, the one and only Gator McAllister. I've got a couple of questions for you. So do you ever use real-life events from your life for your books that you write? Do you ever take any of the things that have happened to you in your past and turn them into your stories? Or do you just grab the devil's lettuce and let your creative juices flow? Also, what is your favorite con to attend? Not financially, per se, just your personal favorite convention, whether you make any money or not. Also, can't wait to see you in July at Houston Horror. Love you, my brother. Hey, all right, Gator, what's up? How you doing, my man? Thank you so much for Gator, Scarlett. We love him. Gator McAllister. Gator, actually, we talked. Did... Famous wrestler, uh, extraordinaire. But also giant road warrior. Road dog to the extreme. He knows where all the good bathrooms are, where, all the, where to I, get your rewards. Actually, and, actually and, and Gator, let me say, I know you didn't ask this in the, in the question here, but uh, today on the drive, we we went to the TNA with we the good showers that, that you told us good, about. The where the good, Black Bear Diner the Black is. Bear Diner. You know exactly what we're talking about. Um, if you don't know, now you know, now you know people. But um, yes, Gator, thank you so much for calling, dude. I appreciate. I always love hearing from you. Uh, a little background: Gator is a great, great guy. I met him on the road doing these conventions. And, uh, man, we just have a blast every time we see each other. So, yes, you will be seeing me at Houston Horror Con, my brother. So, um, let's see. First question. Do I use uh, like things it's... from my life in my stories? Yeah. Yes, um, I do, actually. The, sometimes to a very specific, uh, almost like the entire thing will just be kind of dropped in, like, uh, or, or used as an as a kind of a side in a story um but sometimes it's like uh just more like lightly touch of like yeah that, something like this kind of happened to me um but interestingly enough i i did that a lot when i and i've talked about this uh on the show before uh when i wrote for grown-up story time in houston which is a creative nonfiction event a show where you write stories from your life that's some biggest you're just like an event that's happened to you, some crazy situation, and um, somebody else performs that story at the show. So I've done that uh, quite a I mean, I wrote over 100 stories for that. Uh, so I have taken bits of that and put them into um, my stories for sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Boney, that's right. Boney says, what's up, Gator? Um, one of the... Uh, yeah, so there's there's so there's a lot of them I guess I would talk about, um, but uh, I don't want to give away all my juicy secrets. Plus, I talk about everything. I, I, I usually tell these stories of things that have everything that happens to me on this podcast. But a lot of them have uh, inspired bits and pieces of my stories for sure. And and oh, and never discount me just grabbing old Grandpappy's medicine and dancing with the devil and. And uh, making a salad. Yeah, I'll drive the devil's house with you, Mister Cheesel. Cheeses ever did we? Uh, but <laughs> sometimes, it, yeah, it, it, it's like that too. You know, I'm always having weird ideas about crazy stuff, and just like keeping, you know, notes in my phone so I remember these things. And then I'll, you know, 
put a little truth to it of a, a John Wayne event, but yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do that. And I know, and we got to talk offline Gator. Cause you told me a story that I'm like, I think I need to use a bit of this into in the story. Is it actually. the one he told yeah, us? Yeah. It's the one he told us Nashville. in Nashville where he, uh, uh you know, the he, one he Gator. played kick the door in with his buddy. And well, we know how that one, one ended up, but, uh, and then okay, so then you asked me what was my uh, favorite con favorite, to do. Favorite con to do. Um, so it's gonna be it's it's kind of a tie for two different reasons. One is going to be of course scares that care because that's where a lot of my author you know peers are. I, I've met a lot of authors I look up to. It's very author centric. And uh, it's a great cause, and um, there's always it's always a, a, a good thing to be a part of, regardless of what's happening, because you're a part of something bigger that's helping out, uh, you know, these people. And uh, Joe Ripple shouts out does a great job running that with Brian Keene and the rest of the the board. So I do love that convention. I love the people. I love the friends that I've made. Um, but I, 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 the other tie is I have to say. And this is, is uh, Days of the Dead in Atlanta, only because it was the first con that I tabled, <clears throat> actually tabled at. And I, I shared the table with David Barbie and Michael Lombardo, filmmaker um, Lombardo, and Barbie's another writer. Um, but I acted as the first one I went to actually had stuff to sell. And I kind of was like feeling my way through it and learning. But I met people at that convention that are my friends today that that come see me every year I, I i've seen you know shouts out kira and anthony i've seen these kids grow up uh you know uh, uh, you know deidre and uh rochelle love you guys shouts out to you guys um y'all are amongst these people and it's just like that's kind of where i, I just got my footing the family aspect of things started kind of starting for me with feeling like that I could actually do this and have people out there that do this and learn. And um, so that one is always going to hold a special uh, place for me as well. Um, was there another question? No, there's something which about one? it was just that and uh, which one oh, is yeah. your favorite? Oh yeah. And then also it, it's, and Scarlett said this one when you were listening to the message, any convention that you're at Gator, that, Absolutely, that's, Gator. that's number one with a bullet. Because we've had some fun, we've gotten into some trouble. We allegedly North Carolina was really fun when I met Gator. Oh yeah, oh we had some good times there, Just kidnapping people into the bathroom stall, women's room. What a time, allegedly. Um, but yeah, man, Gator, thanks for calling, dude. You know I love you so much. Um, well, I will see you in Houston, my man, in a few weeks. So uh, thank you for calling, and you could call too. Please don't hesitate. Call the Corey Hotline, 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. The Corey Hotline. Leave us a message. We want to hear from you. So, uh, again, guys, a little bit of an unconventional uh, episode. You know, when we're in the hotel room, we're a little bit uh, more chill, laid back, uh, you know, kind of just, just chatting. But we had a visitor um, come visit us this week, Scarlett. Your 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 My cousin. cousin. She's yeah. She's from Mexico City, Mexico. Yeah, my Abby. She yeah, she's coming and she's Shouts staying out with Abby. us. She's staying with us for the month, so she'll be around. Yeah, and this uh, she's great, and and she's visiting, and and she's uh, traveling for the first time by herself. And, and that can always, traveling is always nerve wracking, right? And anyway, but you know, when you're young, traveling by yourself for the first time, and then you're traveling internationally, so you have to go through customs, all that. Especially it, it, when your cousins task you with bringing stuff back. And I, she told me some of the candy I had requested, they confiscated from her. Now, why did they, why? So the one I wanted, I guess it broke and it made a powder-like substance. So they were just like, and this can't leave the country now. I don't know. She says they kind of assumed it was like something else other than the broken candy. Mind you, this is a broken candy made of like seeds and nuts. So it's for like, it's not like a chocolate. What's it called? Bar. Alegrias. What does that mean? I can't think of the word no. right now. <laughs> I feel like it's like 
Marigold, maybe? No, I can't remember. But no, it's just like a seed and nut type of candy bar that's just... But she says it broke, and so it got powdered, and then they just confiscated it from her. Hey, I got everything else I'd asked for, so I'm okay. I'm not terribly sad. Yeah, well, I mean, also the fact that your your cousin is a drug mule, so they were right to take it. Well, yeah, um, like when you see her, she's this cute little innocent, like young, fresh-faced, eighteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. But so we picked her up from the airport, and uh, and it took a little bit of time because of uh you know going through customs, and then we got some mixed up. Like she was, you know, got confused. I told we her to confused. go to the wrong floor while we were picking her up. For um, sure. But, yeah, but I was going to tell you, like, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure I've told this story at one point on, on the show, but I, I, it's always fun to dip back in. But it reminded me of um, a, a trip, like, I, this, I believe this was my first trip to Mexico. My first time to go to Mexico. It was for Monsignor's wedding. And uh, I remember, and I, I had to get a passport and all that stuff, you know. And we're going this destination wedding. It was in Tulum. Tulum. Oh, in Cancun? No, Tulum. Tulum. Tulum is in Cancun. Whatever. I don't know. It's in Tulum. Okay. So it's at a resort. And who knows? But um, it was, we were flying there. And this is the first time for me to fly out of the country. Like I said, I got a passport and everything. Never been through customs. Never done any of that stuff. And uh, we're with the Monsignor and his bride-to-be. Myself, the girl uh, I was with, another friend of ours, and like another friend or whatever. And then we're at the airport ass early. We're taking an ass early flight. Like we're at the airport like 5.30 in the morning for whatever. And um, I mean, we are egregiously early for this fucking flight. And I remember we're walking up and one of the bars is like, the bars open at six or whatever or something. So we walked by one and, and they were like, the girls were like, we got to get tequila shots because we're going to Mexico. So they, you know, buy this round of tequila shots. So we'll do a tequila shot. Um, and then we go to our gate and, you know, everything moves extremely fast. Like, far, it's way faster than any, like, you know, we're preparing. I don't know what they thought we had to be there so fucking early for. This is like pre-9-11 too. So it's like, well, it's always been is it like, pre-9-11? No, it wasn't pre-9-11. I'm sorry. Um, post-9-11. Past 2002? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2001? But, um... I mean, it's always been that whole thing of, like, you gotta get to your gate two to three hours. You gotta get yeah. there two to three hours early, sometimes five. Yeah, it, but... And, and sometimes, I'm not saying that's not warranted. I, I'm sure there's many airports and many traveling days where you do need to, to do those things. But this one was not one of those days. But, like, we were just flew right through security we're at the gate we're like boom we've got like uh like straight few hours right like you know over two hours just to do whatever so there happens to be a um chilies a chilies airport chilies right at our gate i mean that's how you know you got it oh you fucking know it so we so, you know, we're like, well, let's fucking go to the bar at Chili's and start having some drinks. So I get, like, I start with, like, a, a Sierra Nevada. I'm like, ah, oh, Sierra Nevada. So I'm drinking one of those. And then everyone's You didn't getting, go straight for the Margs? No, because then everyone's getting these big beers. So I was like, oh, well, I want a big beer. So, um, so I'm drinking these big beers. And so the big beers start to flow my way. And it's those, you know, where they're like, Oh, did you want the pint or the 23 ounce? And I'm like, well, 23 ounce, you know? So, and I think like at that point it's domestic. We're drinking like Coors Light or whatever, but still, uh, we got a couple more rounds of shots because now everyone's feeling good. Right. Everyone's and, now And it's like wedding. Up. We're, we're, we're here. We're at the fucking gate. Like <laughs> all the like stress and the running around, like having to get there, making sure all the paperwork, all that stuff, it's like good to go and like. Everything. Now everything's gone. Now you guys can like relax and let the fun start. Everything, yeah. So everyone's relaxed. So everyone's just like, okay, of course. Well, no, just share another shot. Share another shot. Now we're preparing, like, you know, we, we're done. Close out our tab. We're going to go. I'm, I'm feeling real good. Like I said, this is ass early in the morning. So there's no food going on. You know, we're just like, whatever. Not even chips and queso? No, bro. We're just drinking. At the chili? How we're drinking. Oh, man. Abe and I, we will 
fucking destroy an airport chilies. We've done it before coming back from New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, and so another part of this was, uh, like I said, my first national trip, whatever, international trip, going to Mexico. I know, not a big deal, but um, uh, not I a big deal as far as like, like, I'm not like, I'm an international traveler. Like, I got, like, you know, I'm not saying it was like that. But among the other firsts on this trip was I was flying first class for the first time because my uh, partner at the time, her job, uh, she flew all the time for, so she just basically, she had point, the, like, she's the, just like, yes, uh-huh. you and I are going to fly first class. And I was like, all right, because what do you get in first class for free? Booze? Yes. And nuts. More oh, nuts. Well. So, um. And, oh, wait. Was food still a thing then? Not really. I think you got a meal. But, but anyway, we'll get to that. So, we're. An actual we're, silverware. We're going, yeah. We're going to board the plane. It's, it's that, t- it's getting close to that time. My one friend, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to take a pill and just fucking pass the fuck out. Um, on this and I was like oh yeah what do you got man and he's like uh, I got this that I got some bars some Xan bars you want one and I like never taken Xanax before at this point ever and I'm like sure I'll take one what is it he's like I ah, just relax you I'm like you probably just take a nap and I was like cool that sounds good um so he gives it to me and it, and like it's a is it the white ladder the white bar like the yeah the yeah. bar that's a, it's a four like, milligram. Yeah. So it's the white ladder. Ladder, yeah. So I was like. Not that I know. So I was like, so what do you, what is this one of them? He's like, yeah, you could break it up or whatever. And I was like, do you break them up? He's like, you don't have to. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. And I just took it. So I'm already like reaching that hammered level, you know, it's early, no, no food, all these beers, now I've taken this Xanax and I get on the phone, the, the phone. Get on the plane, first class. We sit in our seats. Oh wow, this is so great! Did you get a warm towel? Wa- yes, and then our, we <laughs> yes. got the warm towel. And then the lady, the, the lady is like, "Would you guys like uh, care for a cocktail, a Bloody Mary?" Yes, Bloody Marys. So uh, they bring the uh, they bring two Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. One seven down, one, one to us. I, I think, and you know, I like cheers. I took a sip. That is the last thing that I remember. Um, for a very long period of time. Now I don't remember taking off. I don't. I mean, I don't remember any. Like they're still boarding the plane. I'm just in first class. Apparently, just passed the fuck out. Bloody Mary, just like. Um, I. The next, the next time I'm conscious, I'm, I'm like in a bed in Mexico, and I just like kind of do one of those like things where you just lay. You're like. <laughs> just sit up like you know like you got dumped in cold water or something and i was like what the fuck and like uh the the, the woman i was with was like i hate when you take pills are you just gonna sleep all day and i was like what where did we get here it's like we just we just got here but like you've been out of it like are you gonna like do stuff or are you just going to sleep the whole day and i was like I, i'm i'm up let's do st- so apparently I had been passed the fuck. I was like at like I came out to the pool and like when I met everyone they're like, whoa, John Wayne's so why do we didn't think we we're gonna see you at all, dude? And I was like, Yeah, I'm here. Like, what the fuck happened? Did they like, have to like me. weekend at Bernie's you yes. up the room and through custom? <laughs> I'm sorry, how? Because I was like, I said, I was like, man, I don't remember. And then uh, you don't remember getting off plane. You were fucking out. I was like, I don't remember any. I said, don't. I thought we had to go through customs. Was the part of your brain that just wanted, like, needed to be conscious for you at that moment? Did it just work, or did they literally Can't tell you? Couldn't tell you. Nobody told you whether you were like. I was like, just kind of like, like very like, whatever. Like they're basically like, John, come on this way. Sorry, this way, this way. So I was like, how did, I, I thought we had to go through customs. Like you, you did go through customs, dude. <laughs> And it wasn't pretty. And I was like, oh, what shit. the fuck happened? And, then, and I'm like looking. I was like, look at my passport. I got the stamp and shit. I was like, oh, man. Oh, I got a stamp. Cool. They're like, dude, we had to like put like basically tell you he's fine. He's fine. Like push you, kind of walk you through. Because then you have to push or put your you finger down, do your thumbprint. Thumb yeah. And then they said that I was like, I put it down. Like I put my thumb there. I was like waiting. And then it went the right, the color, the green or whatever. And they're like, 
you could go. Oh, right, because they do that lottery system yeah, and yeah. it's green or red, yeah. and if it's red, they have to stop you. Yeah, and oh. they said that I was just like, it was green, and they're like, dude, you could go, and I was like, hey, like Fonzie <laughs> them, like with the finger guns. Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> we had to say, like, we took a shot, like a, where well, we had, you know, reserved like a bus, cause, or not a bus, but like, it's a, a shuttle band, that shuttle takes band. you to the, like, resort. Cause, yeah, because like I said, there was like a good seven or eight of us, like there's a good group of us. But those are good anyway. I don't remember being on it. They stopped at a convenience store, like a, a store or whatever, so that they could get beers, like road beers, to like drink on the way. Like, yeah, blah, blah. I don't remember any of that. Um, nothing. Just remember waking up in Mexico. Uh, that made me think of that. It was pretty funny. Are you, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So, that's, that's that's white people. I thought it's not white people. But yeah, no, it's I, the whole like, woo, it's like when people are coming to Vegas. Like, so I don't know if on any of your flights that you did coming back to Vegas, you or if anyone like you guys notice when you guys are coming in, everyone's like, woo, like drinking, drinking, drinking. And then the clapping hap- like- the clapping ha- happens when you land. Like everyone's ready because it's like Vegas is not ready for us. Well, let me tell you, Vegas has seen more than like groups of eight white blonde women with white toenail polish. Like, like a hot dog down a hallway. I'm just for saying, Vegas at this point. you know, it's just, it's one of those where it's just like, I feel, it, it, I'm sure it's like this in different parts and different it's cities. Like, it's like have, spring break. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, look at parks! Like showing your titties and yelling spring break. You or know? it's like going to New Orleans, right? Yeah. Like for Mardi Gras, you're on the airplane just showing. And that's fun. It is. No, it's great. It's just, it's. I'm sure because it's like everyone's kind of a season and professional and they're like oh this one already just started the trip early let him through I know. he I'm, doesn't look like a hazard i was like like white wine and shrimp dude i was like white white girl wasted Chocolate really white wasted. girl wasted because i even had like a xanax and shit like i had my xanax um needless to say like i found out after that like i do not take xanax at all i do not like to take it even mm-hmm. recreationally um, it does not work for me. Recreationally? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like, I don't, like, I don't want people to think I'm, like, pill popper, like, uh, giant pill popper over here. Like, Xanax, just, like, they really just put me to, they don't do anything. I, I do not like them. But that was uh, learning the heart. That was, like, a smoke-up Johnny moment. Like, ah, you, <laughs> you want to try cigarettes, huh? Smoke it up. You want to try Xanax? Take this Jacob's Ladder. What the fuck it's you said it is? It's a ladder because it's the white bar and it has the, like, tick marks on it. Because mm, each, you're supposed to break it. You right? can because it's a four milligram bar. So each break is a milligram. Um, I know because back in high school, that was... You used to sell them in a... No, those were my party drugs of choice. Like... Uh, yeah, like we would have the white. So a lot of my friends, their parents were prescribed this particular dosage of Xanax. We'd all have them and drink with them because you know we were rebels. And I had something similar happen like that where I ended up just going to the nurse's office and passing out. Yeah. And then when school got out, no, my mom came to get me because I was just too tired. Slept in bed, and then next thing you know, I woke up. At a Chili's, actually. But, Whoa, but full circle. I, was, I was with another friend that I don't even remember her putting me in her car, which was at the time a '93 Pontiac Firebird with the bu- yeah. with the bucket seats. Hell yeah! And so we're it's like, so she. I remember Jackie just having to like, no name, kind of hold. I don't even know where she is. She might be dead. Not to be honest. But anyways, like I just remember, like I was sitting at this high top eating a chicken sandwich and just like not fully aware of what was. It was just a very blurry situation. I mean, I felt good though. Not that it's okay to abuse medication. Yeah, allegedly, whatever. We're not a fucking after school special here. You've heard the stories. The the I think the important thing is. You know, uh, to to take away from this is that uh, we like chilies, and you could go to chilies and you <laughs> can drink Presidente margarita, and you could really you have a good time. Applebee's, no, it's chilies. Chilies has the marks. Yeah, you gotta get a mark. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, just that that uh, that made me think of that, and like how how terribly terribly wrong that could have gone. Uh, I could have woken up in a like Mexican jail or something. That would have been hilarious. Um, all that to say, all that to say, um, we're gonna be in Florida this weekend. We're heading to Spooky Empire. Please come. Uh, if you're coming out, like hit me up, uh, like you know, tweet at me, Instagram me at John Wayne is dead. Uh, Boney will be appearing at the booth between certain hours to sign. And uh, if you want to buy a photo, Boney photo package, uh, hit us up. Apparently he's been selling those uh, on the side now. So behind our backs also bring treats. Yeah. Bring treats. Um, yeah. So we just want to check in and uh, we will be seeing you guys out there. Don't forget to check out John Wayne is dead.com for all of the other John Wayne needs. Hey, sign up for my new newsletter, go to the website, uh, when the little window pops up, you can sign up for my newsletter. The first one went out this week and, uh, it, uh, this past week. And it's got, um, all like, like I'm about to have a new cover reveal here pretty soon, folks. And I'm doing it first through the newsletter. So if you want to see it first, get on the newsletter, sign up at johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. Listen to the awesome dude for life podcast. Check out my friends and my, my, my people's. And uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, follow me on the stuff at John Wayne is Dead. Um, Scarlett, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Boney. Thank you. Farah. He looked. Boney <laughs> says he loves you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.